0: Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. i tell you when you get a f***ing water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is March 12th, 2020. 185 days to Buccaneers kickoff. How about that? Hopefully. Almost. Oh, it's right around the corner. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> oh, boy. We got a lot of news to talk about today. This is going to be a long one, I think. Uh, we did our CTE podcast last time that was a long one one of our longest ones uh we're gonna touch on that a little bit uh but we got a lot of news a lot of bucks news a lot of news across the nfl first let's start it off fact check and follow-ups fact check the new cba does not punish for the first two positive tests for marijuana i had thought that they punished for the first and second one but they don't first and second one are basically punishment free freebies freebies you know uh, from there, subsequent positive tests result in fines of a half a game check, half a game check, one full game check after that, then two game checks, and then three game checks, and that's the max. Uh, suspensions only occur when players refuse to cooperate with the testing procedures or they violate more than seven times.
1: Yeah, so Josh Gordon is out.
0: <laughs> he's already <laughs> he's already hit his limit. Now, this is what I've gotten from the CBA Uh, I've read a number of different versions of what people say, so this is the latest version I've read, so that might change. Don't know. Speaking of the CBA, that is due. The players are supposed to be done voting with it Saturday night at midnight.
1: They extended that, right?
0: Yes, and they do not want to extend it again. There's big talk that they might postpone free agency. Why? Uh, Well, one, because of the... Uh, CBA, they want to make sure it gets done first, and then they're they're going to decide after all the votes are come in if all the votes do come in, and then they're going to make a decision on free agency. I think it might have something to do with coronavirus, seeing how everybody is canceling everything because of this. The NBA has canceled or suspended their season. NHL suspended their season. March Madness has been canceled. Everybody's shutting down everywhere. Uh, I would imagine the Buccaneers are. I mean, the NFL is probably going to delay everything for a couple of weeks. Don't know.
1: Yeah, like what's going to happen with the draft?
0: Don't know. We'll have to wait and see. That's pretty
1: far out, but yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to get better quickly.
0: Uh, most of the teams have suspended operations. Uh, the Buccaneers did clear out one buck place. Everybody is to work from home that needs to work. Everybody else has been sent home. A lot of teams are doing that. So now for the bad news. No, just joking. Uh, Keith Tandy has been hired by the Buccaneers coaching staff. Woohoo! Yes, our boy, Teeth Candy.
1: So he's probably not in the building right now, though. No. <laughs> uh,
0: he's now in the role of special teams assistant. He's replacing Amos Jones, who took a coaching position with the New York Giants.
1: I'm so glad to see Keith Tandy back with the Buccaneers, but I'm disappointed it's not in a uniform. I know. He's only 31. I guess that's old in football years.
0: I was really surprised that he didn't catch on in the league. He he went and played with
1: the Falcons. The
0: Falcons for a season. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe two. maybe
0: two, and then he's pretty much out of the league after that. After we cut him, and it really surprised me because Keith Tandy, he was just a playmaker. It kind of like reminds me of uh, Danny Lanzana. you know. I mean, the guy was a playmaker and just disappeared. It happens a lot, you know. Coaches look for different things than us fans do. I guess they look for guys that practice well, and maybe these guys didn't practice well. I don't know. But for some reason, they just, a lot of times, good players, guys that go on the field and make good plays, just don't make it in the league long. Weird. We had talked about the voting for the NFLPA, that's the NFL Players Association president. Well, ballots have been cast, and we got a winner. It was not... Sam Ocho, our very own linebacker, it was J.C. Tretter, the center for the Cleveland Browns. He is now the president of the NFLPA.
1: And at some point before the vote, Russell O'Kung pulled out, right?
0: Yeah. He didn't want to get it pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Now, Tretter has an industrial labor relations degree from Cornell, which was kind of surprising. And I'm like, who could go against that and win? I, mean, basically, I don't
1: think they were looking at his resume, though. That, that was a popularity contest.
0: Might have been. Uh, former Browns center Alex Mack has been voted the NFLPA treasurer. I was under the assumption that all of the people on the board had to be current players, but apparently not, just the president. The list of 2020 compensatory draft picks for each NFL team was released Tuesday, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have received pick number 139 in round four.
1: Do we ever use these picks? I think last year we had some, too, and didn't use some.
0: I think you're thinking of the supplemental draft. Oh. This is compensatory. Isn't
1: that the same thing? Nope. Oh, good Lord. How many drafts do we need?
0: I know. You know, the NFL is getting so confusing with with the salaries and stuff. I, I want to touch on that here in a minute. But, yeah, with the pick. Nobody, nobody, nobody understands compensatory picks. Nobody. But the uh, the NFL apparently awards the value to unrestricted free agents or compensatory free agents that each team adds or loses it in offseason, and then awards 32 league-wide comp picks for the next draft to teams that the league deems have lost more or better free agents than they added. Now, officially, the Bucks were given a fourth-round pick after losing Quan Alexander, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Adam Humphreys, and Darius Taylor to free agency. But we did gain Shaquille Barrett, Brashard Perriman, and Bradley Pinion. So that all balanced How out. what
1: do you even wait an uh, inside linebacker with a receiver? Like, come on.
0: Well, I think Shaquille Barrett should take all those. Yeah,
1: fair <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> he, was, he was enough to get rid of everybody. So we got an extra pick in the fourth round. We'll see what we do with it, see if we trade it, whatever. Big news, ESPN's Diana Rossini, who talked about the status of the future Hall of Fame quarterback Tom Brady on the show Get Up, said that she talked to Tampa Bay, whatever that means, that was a phrase that she said. I said, I talked to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not really a thing. Yeah. Tampa is a thing. But even then, how would you talk to Tampa? <laughs> but uh, she she went on to say, uh, I talked to Tampa Bay and they would love to have Tom Brady. They're willing to give Tom Brady the things he needs, he wants. And some of those things Brady wants is control of the roster. He wants to be part of at least making decisions on play calling. And that was kind of big news.
1: Okay. Why would you give it? Any player control the roster. That is just crazy to me.
0: Because it's Tom Brady?
1: Not even Tom Brady. I'm not doing that. Nope. Tom, You're Tom, a player. You're not a GM.
0: Tom Brady has more...
1: I get giving He's him in the- input, hey, Tom, who do you like at this position, but control of yeah. the roster, that's mm,
0: Yeah, that'd be basically kicking Jason Light and Bruce Arians to the curb. Yeah, that, I yeah.
1: I mean, and there, there's there got to be a clear delineation of responsibility here on the team. Yeah. And to muddle it with a player, I'm not a fan.
0: Well, the guys at Joe Buck's fan, they talk to their sources at one Buck's place, and they claim that uh, Rossini is not correct in what she said. However, they, and they, they were kind of like, who, who did she talk to? We don't know. Nobody knows. You know, and they're the, really the only people that can speak for the team are the Glazers. And they don't think she talked to the Glazers. But we don't know because the Glazers have gone outside of their, their management team before to hire people. They did that with John Gruden.
1: Well, that was a different circumstance, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> well, this is a bigger one. I mean, Tom Brady's bigger than John Gruden. Tom Brady is the biggest free agent I've ever seen. If, you know, if he does become a free agent, we'll see about all that. But, yeah, I mean, if they want him, the Glazers will most likely do it themselves. They do, they're they very secretive, and they, they wouldn't want anybody else knowing about it. So it wouldn't be surprising, but I can't see Rossini having an inside track with the Glazers and them telling her that. So, All right, we know that the uh, franchise tag has been extended the Monday The 16th, that's also the first day of legal tampering. And then March 18th is the start of free agency at 4 p.m. That's the way things stand now. I would bet a lot of money that things are going to change. You know, if the CBA does not get done Saturday night, uh, if they make a decision on the coronavirus, they're not going to want to have a bunch of people running around signing free agents. Scouting departments are already closed and told to be working from home, they're not going to be traveling, so how are you going to get deals done? I just I think we're looking at another 2-3 weeks before the NFL does anything. But as it stands right now, the franchise tag is Monday 316 is the deadline. It's also when legal tampering starts. It actually starts like a minute later. <laughs> James released a uh, video of him rehabbing his knee. It was entitled, it had a title. <laughs> it was called The Return. It was done by Mark's Media Cinematography, and it's posted on YouTube. Now, I found it rather interesting. At the end of the the video, it shows him sitting there on a training table wearing a Buccaneers shirt. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of Bucks gear throughout it. But what I did notice was James Winston was wearing glasses.
1: Was he outside? No, he was inside. He was inside. Maybe it's blue light or something. Or
0: they'd look like regular reading glasses. To well, them. they
1: might be the the blue light. Uh glasses look like regular ones. I was just looking at him the other day on Amazon, actually. Oh, it
0: just freaked me out. I'm like, why is he wearing glasses? He just had eye surgery. Yeah. That's the last thing you want to see is somebody that has eye surgery for vision correction. Or maybe it's just glasses.
1: protection. I don't know what he was doing, but maybe yeah. it was just so he didn't bump or hit his eye. Calm down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More coronavirus-related news. Former Bucks running back Michael Pittman is asking for prayers right now. Uh Seems like a relative of his is in a coma due to the coronavirus and has been in the hospital since last Thursday. They are in critical condition. Now, we do not know who the person is, what relationship they are. Uh, Michael Pittman's son, Michael Pittman Jr., who is a wide receiver for USC, is going to be in this year's draft.
1: Interesting.
0: Makes me feel old. (laughs) It just seems like not that long ago, Michael Pittman was our running back. Now he's got a kid getting ready to join the league. What? Is this life?
1: Wait till you start seeing their grandchildren get in.
0: Oh, my (laughs) God. There's probably a few already. We just don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times has reported that the team has decided to discontinue all business-related travel for team coaches, scouts, and other staff members immediately. Everybody's reported to go home. Let's see, what other coronavirus news? Uh, the NFL canceled their annual meeting today. The league says the agenda from those meetings will instead be handled during the May 19th through 20th spring meetings if we're still not in this soft quarantine period or a hard quarantine period. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that multiple NFL teams are discussing shutting down their training facilities due to the coronavirus. He says if they if teams started doing that, it would be challenging at best to start the new league year next week. The Buccaneers and Redskins have already suspended all travel, shut down their facilities. The XFL has suspended their season. They said they will be coming back for the 2021 season, but never know how that's going to work.
1: They just got started, didn't they? Like two months ago. I mean, it makes sense. I'm all for it, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're probably in the playoffs now. They only had like six teams, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me see. Is that all the coronavirus related news? Because I really want to get, I'm tired of hearing about coronavirus. All right. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneers second-round draft pick Jonathan Banks was arrested on domestic violence and aggravated assault charges Wednesday in Clay County, Mississippi.
1: What happened to him, man? He just fell off the map.
0: Yeah, well, he was accused of uh, choking his wife.
1: Ooh, not a good luck, Jonathan.
0: Yeah, he was released on bond, though. So he could finish the job, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh, maybe.
0: Uh, probably not. Paul Lucas of UniWatch.com claims that he has had an inside look at the new Buccaneer uniforms. He couldn't take the pictures, though, so he had to do a digital rendering based on his memory. Uh, They look very similar to the Bucs Super Bowl-era uniforms, except they don't have any orange highlights. Just a little bit, you know, in the, the flagship and the football and the skull. That's the only orange I could see, but there's no orange around the letters or the orange down the stripes. On the pants legs, but it looks like we're returning to the red jerseys, white numbers, pewter pants, and then white jerseys and white pants.
1: They were really boring to me.
0: They look classic, if you ask me. I liked them. The only thing I didn't like about them, there's two things. One, it looks like they're going back to the old word mark with a little bit of a modification. It looks like the word mark is going to be solid now instead of having the black and white inside of it, which really makes me sad because I loved the new. Buccaneer's word, Mark. If you listen to this podcast, you know I think it's a work of art. Uh, And the chrome grill is gone from the helmet. It's going to be black. But we don't know. We don't know if this guy, I mean, UniWatch has a reputation of not having the most accurate information.
1: Well, and your memory is not a very great.
0: Not very reliable. Yeah, Yeah.
1: reliable thing. So we'll see maybe in a month, maybe longer.
0: Yeah, it might be longer now with the... uh, quarantine that would and be stuff.
1: terrible <laughs> you know God. but if we're under quarantine we have a lot of time to do podcasts
0: oh yeah y'all are gonna get sick of us <laughs> we'll be podcasting five hours a day yeah if you want to go check out the the digital mock-up that paul lucas did go to uni-watch.com that's u-n-i dash dot hcom let's get into the uh tom brady news tom brady stuff Okay, first off, I got a, I got a few things to talk about here. Uh, Rick Stroud wrote an article called "Tom Brady Watch." Huh, I just stole his title. <laughs> Why the Bucks are going all in. Now, in this article, he said, "quote It's no secret that Arians would prefer to move on from Jameis Winston." End quote. Now, let me ask you: Are you in on this? Not no secret thing. I mean, no. Right? Where is he getting that from?
1: Yeah. He said he said good things about Jameis and he said bad things about Jameis. Bad that they were all honest. Yes, he's very honest about his feelings on Jameis. But he has said we can move with we can win with Jameis. we can win with Jameis. We have a plan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We want to see what's behind door number two, but not necessarily that it's you know better than Jameis. That's right. what he said. Yeah. Okay, this is the same clown who told us last season <laughs> that McCoy was going to stay.
0: Oh, yeah, picked up by the national press and everything. He, Rick Stout was adamant he had talked to sources inside. What He had talked to Tampa Bay. And they had said, Gerald McCoy is definitely staying for the 2019 season. And, Rick, and
1: basically told the fan base to get over it.
0: Yes. So, not always correct. Not always correct. This might be one of those things. I, I, I believe it is because I have... Not seen anything that indicates to me that Bruce Arians does not want Jameis Winston back. Now, I do believe Bruce Arians would rather have Tom Brady. I don't think there's anybody in the league other than maybe Sean Payton who would not take a look at Tom Brady, who would not like to have Tom Brady as a quarterback. But to say that he's ready to move on from Jameis Winston, I don't know. That's a stretch to me. And then Joe Bucks fan wrote an article listing why Jameis would not want to come back to Tampa Bay. Now they had some very good points. They really did. I was some of them. I was like, oh yeah, man, this is the more they write about this, the more I'm like, man, Jameis Winston is not going to come back, even if we want him. Here I'll read off a couple of them here. Uh, they said that the head coach takes no public responsibility for your 30 picks. That's true. Arians has never taken any responsibility for it, or said that uh, Leftwich was responsible for any of them. You know, I mean, it's not his job to do that, but you would think, yeah, they could they could take credit for one or two. Anyhow, Uh, also under the Bruce Arians, you're going to have a very short lease as a starter in 2020. You know, you go out there and you start throwing ducks again. He's going to yank you. And he has no visible local endorsement. There's really been no big-name people that are calling for James Winston to come back. There was actually an interview with Shaq Barrett today, and he said, if Tom Brady wants to come to Tampa, he's coming. Ooh. Yeah. But then, number nine, they had a list of ten things. He said, it's still the Bucks, a poorly operated football organization for many years. Now, I just take issue with that.
1: They are constantly... Doing that.
0: Well, yeah, all the media does. And I, I just don't get it, especially with Joe Bucks fans, because they purport to be a fan site.
1: Well, we know what kind of fan site they are.
0: Yeah, they're very pessimistic, that's for sure. Which a lot of Buccaneer fans are, and rightfully so. because you know, Right, but a, how
1: many Buccaneers fans are negative because they read stuff like that?
0: Yes, right, right. I don't know. I mean, if you're, you have to change your mindset before anything else will change. The world's not going to change, and then you get to be happy. You gotta be happy and then change the world around you. Them going and spouting stuff like this just makes everybody despondent. You know, and to say they're it's a poorly operated football organization, I have to disagree with that. I think they've done a real good job. We got Bruce Arians here, we got Daryl Rivas here, we got uh Jackson here. You know, I mean we brought in some big main name people. Things just haven't worked. Apparently Jackson and Winston did not get along in the locker room, they did not like each other. Uh, or at least Jackson didn't like Winston, anyhow. Uh, Rivas kind of just played for the money. Uh, you know, the, the Glazers have done things that they thought were good ideals. And when they did them, the fan base and the media were all rah, rah, rah about it. But then when it didn't turn out well, everybody turns on the Glazers and say, ah, it's a bad choice. You know, it's like the Lovey Smith hiring. Or, you know, it's just, you know, draw your line in the stand and stand, and stand there. You know, don't, don't keep erasing it and moving backwards. If you agree with moves they make, it doesn't work out, take the hit, man. Take the hit. And Joe Bucks fans got plenty of hits to take. They wanted Rockstar. rock star. What was his name?
1: Johnny Football.
0: Johnny Football. Gosh, they lobbied for him for a year, even bought the domain name and made a whole website for him. So, you know.
1: That's embarrassing.
0: Thank God they weren't in charge of the organization. I will say that about Joe Bucks fans. Me and Molly talk about it all the time. I think they're great guys. I, I really do. I think they... They are the hardest working guys in the Tampa area, as far as the media is concerned. I mean, these guys just they consume everything. Uh, you may not agree with how they write or the way they present stuff. That's fine, but they work hard and they do a lot of breaking news stuff. <laughs> but they're absolutely horrible at judging player personnel. I mean, they <laughs> they get it wrong all the time. You know about who should be, who we should draft, who should we should get in free agency, uh, who we should let go. So
1: I like to think of them as Bucks TMZ. (laughs) Yeah, good. Not I mean, not that they're gossipy, but I mean, TMZ is always right. They're breaking stuff all the time. All the time. And
0: they're never wrong. I have never seen them do a retraction. That's amazing to me me. for a gossip magazine. Yeah. A gossip website to never have to do a retraction. That's nuts. I don't even think they've lost. I know they lost a, a suit, but it wasn't because of libel.
1: But that's Joe Buck's fan, too. Like, they have great sources. They mm-hmm. break information a lot of times, but their, their football per- evaluation <laughs> is not great. <laughs> their, their
0: personal opinions are... They uh, need
1: an analyst. They need to bring an analyst in.
0: Yeah, God, an analyst. You know, no, they're they're adamant against analysts. Not pretty much them, too. You know, they got their plays, but too many people put them up on a pedestal and think they're the no-all, be-all. Well,
1: I mean, there's got to be some room for improvement there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, you know who's a, who's big into analytics is uh, Tepper, the owner for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Which it's funny, man. It's like everybody is jumping ship there. I don't know what's going on. Even the media people are leaving. One of the biggest uh, beat writers is moving, leaving.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: I can't remember her name, but yeah, she's like gone.
1: They're chasing everybody out.
0: Everybody is. It's like rats fleeing a sinking ship.
1: Did you see they re-signed Kyle Allen? Yes, to a to contract? one year deal. Yep. So that pretty much cements it. Cam is probably gone.
0: <laughs> you think they're going to replace Cam with Kyle Allen?
1: I don't know. They gave him a one year deal. That sounds like a previd deal to me.
0: Huh? Didn't even think about that. But yeah, I'm going to do a uh, write up on the analytics across the league. You know, a lot of a lot of teams have really gotten into the analytics aspect of it. I think that some of them have gone too far, like the uh, Cleveland Browns. You know, they have their head coach has to uh turn in uh, game plans to the owner uh to Podesta for the analytics department to give them approval what yes, all the head coaches that they looked at during their uh search had to agree to this Ugh. well no, it's uh de Podesta has headed up the analytics team it's Jimmy Haslam is the owner so, so then
1: who's the, you know who is the coach here
0: yeah right exactly the the calculator is the coach oh, right. So we'll see how that works out for them.
1: It's Moneyball, football.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Moneyball really did make analytics a huge thing, man. I'm telling you, movies are powerful, powerful thing. But, you know, I think people take it too far. You know, it's not the end all be all by any means.
1: Especially not in football.
0: No, especially not in football. Baseball is a lot different. You know, baseball, you could see things with numbers a lot better. Football, a lot more to it. You know, you got to be able to tackle and block. To me, those are the most important things in football. Tackling and blocking, you can't do that. I don't care what your numbers are.
1: And there's really no way to measure them.
0: No. Uh-uh. Nope.
1: I guess a tackle, you just count it. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> some tackles are – you get credit for some tackles where you shouldn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, a really good tackling team, they're few and far between. And a good blocking team, too. You know, I, The Baltimore Ravens, I would say, are the best in the league right now at both blocking and tackling. But anyhow, that's, that's – kind of off track let's get back up on the uh the tom brady and James winston wow
1: we went on a tangent there
0: the i <laughs>
1: forgot we were even talking about that
0: we do that we do that you know we're zipping right through all this stuff i figured we'd, we'd take a lot longer molly came she didn't have a single note not a thing
1: no i just showed up yeah and i was like what you don't
0: got nothing she says ah, i knew you had a bunch of stuff so you can here you do some color commentary while i'm talking about it. okay that. Uh, Pat Kirwan of Serious XM NFL Radio had some really good points about the Brady coming to the Buccaneers, and I'm going to be honest with you, I am shifting in that direction very hard. Not only in I think it's possible, and I think it's almost likely, but I'm kind of wanting it to happen.
1: I'm not going to lie, I would buy a Tom Brady jersey.
0: Oh yeah, well that's a, that's one of the things. <laughs> I mean, think about the national attention we would get.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: The stadium would be filled, packed on opening day.
1: He definitely has that mentality that Arians looks for. The ability to get into a huddle, take command, hold his people accountable.
0: Yes, and there there, there was a number of things. One of the reasons why I said that Tom Brady wouldn't come to the Buccaneers or wouldn't be a good fit, as we like to say it, is because uh, Bruce Arians' offense just requires too much down-the-field throwing, and Tom Brady's... While he can throw down the field, he just can't. He's not going to do it, you know, 400 times during a season, you know, 300, whatever, how many times? There's a lot of down the field throws, and you know, Bruce Arians likes those deep shots. Tom Brady is more of a kind of a West Coast offensive guy. You know, he likes these timed routes. He throws these short passes, hits guys in stride, and that's just not Arians. Offense, so we would have to change our whole offense. And then I thought, well, we'd also have to change our whole offensive line because these guys, Tom Brady's not used to getting hit, you know, and not that our guys are bad, but you know, Jameis Wilson was sacked 40 some times last year, so you know. And of course, they all weren't on the offensive line, but I'm just saying we would have to beef up our offensive line a little bit. You know, Tom Brady's always played against a premier offensive line, but we don't have a premier offensive line. We got above average, but it's not premier. So those were the reasons I was thinking. But here's what Pat Caruana had to say. He said, number one, I think of all the guys that are out there, coaches that could potentially be on Tom's list, I would think Bruce will be an intriguing guy for him. He said Bruce is going to let him be himself and do his thing and all that business. Number two, they have big weapons in the receiver group. Didn't think about that. You know how alluring that's got to be for Tom Brady to have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, possibly Brashard Perriman, Scotty Miller. I mean, he's never had that type of receiving core, ever. I mean, Randy Moss is the biggest name he ever had on. He had Tony Brown for, what, a game or two. But to have these established, well, I mean, these guys can catch a ball no matter how you throw it.
1: He's always had a receiver carousel. Yes. Everyone on on that team. I mean, he's been the staple of that team for 20 years.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's been the only one. Uh, number three, he says, I, I would think that he's going to let Tom basically install an offense.
1: I don't think that's true. Like
0: a Peyton Manning situation when he went to Denver. I don't think they're going to force an offense down Tom's throat. I think they're going to let Tom develop what he wants to do, and I'm sure he's going to meet them halfway with things that are on their mind. So from the coach-slash-player relationship, that's a passing grade for Brady. So from the talent he's throwing to, that's definitely a passing grade. Not so much maybe in the Bucks' offensive line. But Tom, in a lot of ways, has helped linemen. He's a midline thrower and the ball's out of his hand. So maybe a bunch of linemen that didn't look as good with the indecisive level of Jameis will look a lot better with Tom. Now the last piece of it is, when the dust settles and all the BS is gone, how many teams are really after Brady? Now this Tampa thing, we've got a lot of empty seats and they've got a young quarterback they're kind of disenchanted with. So it might be the right place. I'm not here to promote it. I still think he should go back to New England. But that really got me to thinking because he hit on the two big reasons why I didn't think Tom Brady would come here. One, yes, if Tom Brady came here, Tom Brady's got 20 years, over 20 years of actual playing experience. That's a lot. I mean, he could design his own offense, his own plays, if he wanted to. And I'm sure he's going to have a lot of input. And that's probably one of the reasons why he wants to leave New England, because he probably doesn't have as much input.
1: Well, and B.A. really believes in giving his quarterback some leeway yes. with the playbook. I mean, they draw up the first 15 plays.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the quarterback gets to pick his favorite plays in Bruce Arian's offense. He wants the quarterback to feel responsible for every play he goes out there with,
1: and I think I coached. That like- would be
0: perfect for Arians and Arians. Byron Leftwich is the offensive coordinator now. This system that's in there is predicated on Bruce Arians' system, but it's not Bruce Arians' system. It's Byron Leftwich's system, who is using Bruce Arians as a base. So Bruce Arians isn't out there calling plays. He's when he came to Tampa Bay, his big thing was I'm delegating everything. You know, that's why he got all these coaches and he got Byron Leftwich to come in to be the offensive quarter. Bruce Aarons is basically a game, is a manager now. It's his system, but it's the foundation of his system. Leftwich is doing his own stuff with this. I don't think he would have a problem whatsoever with Tom Brady coming in and making his own plays. You know, and, and making half the calls his his plays. I think I think Bruce Harris would be actually thrilled with it, to be honest with you. I think he would love to work with Tom Brady. And then... Were you going to say something?
1: Yeah, but I forgot because you interrupted me. <laughs> I just
0: jumped right in. I know. I got allowed, too, with that one. I was I like, wait! And then with the offensive line, that is one of the things I've had a problem with with Winston ever since he's been here. You know, his happy feet, and he's, he's indecisive. He holds the ball too long. Now, some of these routes, they cause for that, you know. But Jameis is just he, – he did that even before, and it's just – he he's, he hesitates too much. Tom Brady doesn't hesitate, and Tom Brady, if he sees an open receiver, he's going to throw it to that open receiver. If you listen to this podcast, you know I complain about Winston all the time. It's he's he's consistently misses seeing open receivers. He he just does not read the field very well. Brady reads the field excellently. You're not going to get any of that mess with Tom Brady, but he's going to get the ball out quick, and that's going to help his offensive line. I think our guys can hold any defensive. Linemen for two, three seconds. You know, it's these four and five second things when Winston or Winston's holding the ball that, that those become the issues. So actually, when you know, I started thinking about all this, I was like, wow, it would bring national attention to the Buccaneers. Everybody would be talking about it all off season. You know, we'd get national games probably just so they could see how Tom Brady plays in the new system, new new team, and all that. Uh, they everybody be talking about the Bucks on every show all the time. It'd fill the stadium up. We'd get fans nationwide. You know, it would really bring in a lot of fans. A lot of a lot of people are Tom Brady fans, not necessarily Patriot fans as yeah, much as Tom I think Brady a fans.
1: lot of people really hate Tom Brady too. Well, yeah, if
0: you've already got a team, you hate Tom Brady. But a lot of a lot of people have become fans of the NFL through the Patriots dynasty. And a lot of those people are really fans of Tom Brady, so they might come with Tom Brady.
1: And I think people will be watching to see the answer to that question, question is: It Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick?
0: That's right, because if Tom Brady, Tom Brady's going to come to an established good coach. It's not like he's going to be going to a a new coach in, you know, Cleveland or someplace like that that he's not sure of. I mean, he's sure you know what you're getting with Bruce Arians, you know, and you know what kind of coach and how he disciplines and how he administrates and all that good stuff. So Tom Brady's going to come basically to. Not necessarily another Bill Belichick, but that same comfortableness of knowing that your head coach knows what he's doing. So that's a big pull. Now, John Gruden out in Vegas has a kind of the same pedigree, but we're not really sure. He, you know, he was out of the game for a long time and, you know, the Raiders, they had some issues last year. Not as bad as we thought they were going to be, but, you know, they had some issues. But still, John Gruden and Bruce Arians, I think are the two coaches that Brady would want to go to. So, yes, the whole nation is going to be looking to see who was it? Was it Tom Brady that made the Patriots great or was it Bill Belichick? Everybody wants that answered. And Brady can't go to a team that's in disarray with a new head coach, you know, or even an unproven young coach, you know, somebody that's been there two or three years. He needs to go to an established, well, good head coach team. And I only see John Gruden and Bruce Arians as those two options. So, yeah, so it's going to fill the seats, give us national attention, bring us a boatload of new fans. Uh, it's going to make our offensive line look better. Tom, Brady, or Tom Brady's definitely got to be salivating, thinking about throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Good Lord. I, I, I'm i on board with it. I've always had a lot of respect for Tom Brady.
1: It's hard not to as a fan of the game.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he got six rings.
1: I know, right?
0: Been to the playoffs 11 times in the past 11 years.
1: And you know that's what he wants. That's his goal every season is a ring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you are not – you know he's not going to come here and just get a paycheck.
1: And he's not caring about Pro Bowls or – No. All pro or
0: Mm – Nope. He wants that ring. He wants to be the championship of the world.
1: That's my favorite Tom Brady quote. Hey, Tom, what's your favorite ring? The next one,
0: <laughs> so you know, I'm juiced, I'm amped. I'm amped.
1: Well, now you're gonna be all sad if it doesn't happen, yeah. You true know, enough. Temper your expectations, I know,
0: a I know, I know. But you know, at the same time, I don't want to get rid of Jameis, I don't know,
1: it's a catch 22.
0: But God, it's gonna be expensive to get Tom Brady. But then again, you know, he's never gotten a big contract, he's always been team friendly contracts. I mean, I think last year he was what 25 billion or something like that. It's ridiculous, you know, for his caliber. I don't know if him going into free agency is because he wants more money, but I don't think so. I mean, between him and Giselle, you know, they're probably close to billionaires.
1: Yeah, I don't think they need it. If he needed it, he would have gotten a big contract a long time ago when he was in his prime.
0: Yeah, he's always been focused on winning the championship. Yeah, it's the game. It's the game. And that's why he's so good. So anyhow, found that interesting. All right, enough of Jameis talk, enough of the Tom Brady talk, enough of coronavirus. Let's get more good news. Here we go. Jordan Whitehead, my boy, uh-huh. safety for the Buccaneers. He's on the list of top twenty-five top performance-based paid distributions for 2019. He clocked in at 19th on the list, and he's receiving an extra $313,985 this year Good. for being such a badass.
1: Good for him. Yeah. So he had a lot of incentives in his contract and I hit guess, them.
0: I, don't, I guess. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about. I have no idea how these contracts work. What is this? Performance-based pay distributions? I don't know. Where, I mean, wait. I, was that incentive?
1: Yeah, that's what it that's sounds an like That's incentive
0: con- Okay. I didn't know if it was like something the NFL does league wide. I'd never heard of it before. But if it's yeah, if it's incentives and then, I wonder why McCoy wasn't on the list. <laughs> did he he didn't get any of his incentives last year, did no, he? I
1: don't think so. It was pro maybe ball, like six sacks, uh, I think it was. Showing up for training camp, maybe.
0: Yes, I think he did get that one. <laughs> Passing <it> his <as> physical. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, real quick. Uh, one more Brady related thing. Tom Brady's. You thing. got
1: Brady on the brain.
0: I got Brady on the brain. It's a good thing to have on the brain. Make me a winner. Uh, you know, both Evans and Godwin eclipsed the one thousand yard mark last season, so uh Brady would love to come here. We've been talking about that. Love to come and throw to those two guys. But there might be a problem. It might be uncomfortable between him and Godwin. Why? Because Tom Brady's number twelve.
1: Oh. And if Chris you, Godwin's
0: number 12. Nope,
1: you're Godwin, you give that shit up. <laughs> Done. No question.
0: Well, if it was just a number, that'd be fine, but it's not like Godwin just chose this number at random. Uh, he's worn this number since high school.
1: Too bad. Give it up.
0: Probably what would happen is uh, Brady will pay.
1: Yeah, it'll be like a Revis and uh, a Baron.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it, it'll probably just be temporary, too, for however long Brady's contract is. But yeah, Brady would definitely get the the number. But yeah, with Godwin's star on the rise, you know, it's going to be hard for him to give that number up. It's not like, you know, Barron, Barron was a relatively unknown. You know, Godwin has made a real big splash last year and he's starting to make a name for himself and...
1: Yeah, but it's Tom fucking Brady. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna have
0: to bleep that out. It's
1: the goat. <laughs> it's just a sign of respect. He's like a football, especially if you get the chance to play on his team. Oh, I
0: know. Have him throw to you?
1: Yeah. It's going to be like Golston following around Sue, but like the whole team is just going to (laughs) be chasing down Brady right on his heels everywhere he goes.
0: I would, too. Hell. I mean, could you imagine training camp is going to be nuts if Tom Brady's there? That place will be packed.
1: Probably not with coronavirus. We'll all be dead by then.
0: Oh, my (laughs) God. I tell you, Molly has been so freaked out over this coronavirus. She's got me freaked out over it.
1: No, no. No, no. You said I'm a little freaked out, and so that freaked me out. You started it,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I was freaked out about a week ago, and you know, I started preparing a week ago for soft quarantining. And Molly has now informed her work; she's going to be working from home for a while. Just gonna see how this plays out. You know, it's a good thing; it's a smart thing to do. It's you know, it's not that the disease is that deadly or anything of that nature. It's just that it's very infectious, and the smart thing to do is just not let it spread. The best way to do stay away
1: from people. Yeah, just
0: stay away from people. You know, two weeks, boom, it could be done. Four weeks max. So, of course, everybody at work was giving Molly a hard time about it today because nobody there thinks it's a big deal. They
1: think I'm crazy. Yeah. Hey, here's my whole point it exploded in China, North Korea, or South Korea, Italy. Why would it be any different here?
0: Right, right.
1: Come on. We're going to be the one country that's, oh, no, it's not going to be that bad.
0: Yeah. We're good,
1: different. We're no, Americans. Nothing, America, bitches. Nothing
0: could touch us. <laughs>
1: Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, well.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, everything's getting closed down, so why not just stay at home? Uh, we were supposed to go to a party Saturday night, and a couple of weeks ago, the hostess of the party said that a lot of people had not RSVP'd because there were so many events going on in the area, uh, softball, hockey, and all that. She said today that a bunch of people had RSVP'd because everything was getting canceled. And <laughs> me and Molly just looked at each other all in our eyes. We're like, that, that kind of defeats the purpose, you know? The whole thing is to not gather in large groups of people. So you're going to cram everybody into this house and have a party and get drink and slobber and throw up on each other? <laughs>
1: We're not going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we rescinded our RSVP. <laughs> you know, this the podcast was not near as long as I thought it was going to be.
1: We still didn't touch on the CTE clarification. Oh, yeah, there. that's
0: right. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So we did get some good feedback, some not, not negative feedback, but a little critical, which is fine. We always appreciate the feedback because it helps to hear maybe where other people agree with us or where maybe we didn't accurately convey what we mean or maybe we're wrong. I don't know.
0: Yes, we always like to be wrong, so let us know when we're wrong. (laughs) Actually, Molly, Molly's not very good with that. She does not like criticism. Just from you. me, (laughs) Really?
1: (laughs) You're supposed to think I'm perfect.
0: I do think you're perfect. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I just got to keep you humble sometimes.
1: (laughs) Knock me down a peg, too. It's what every marriage needs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So so I am the type of person that I like criticism, especially constructive criticism. Molly, on the other hand, she prefers not to be criticized. So when we get stuff like this, I normally let her deal with all the uh, social media and responses and stuff like that because she's much better at it. I'm a little bit more aggressive sometimes. She's more of a people person. (laughs) She's more agreeable. Uh, But anyhow, when we get the negative stuff, which is very rare, very rare, or we get critical stuff, uh, she'll let me know. She'll just kind of, you know, turn her head and slat it my way. Uh, But we did get some good stuff here, some good criticisms. Anyway, we wanted to address it.
1: We just want to clarify that we didn't mean to say... That concussions can't have ill effects, or that we want people to get concussions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did we come across that way?
1: Well, you did say at one point, we don't know, concussions might be good.
0: Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, hyperbole. I yeah, but I, I am. I'm a very, I, I use a lot of hyperbole when I talk. I try to make things entertaining.
1: Concussions are not good. And. What the research has found is that when people are given adequate time to heal and they're given therapies that help them heal to their specific type of concussion, they get very good results. Where the problems arise, especially the long-term effects, are when people are not given time to heal from their concussions. So multiple concussions where a person hasn't been able to recover. That's a huge problem, and there can absolutely be long-term effects from that. Well, our point was is that there is not evidence that concussions cause CTE. Right. Not that concussions aren't bad, because they are, and it's important that people are given time to heal, but that if you get concussions, you will get CTE, and it's basically a death wish. Right. And our issue is largely with the fact that there is a lot of good science out there. There's a lot of information. Unfortunately, it has been overshadowed and drowned out by the bad science. Yes. Which has been hyped up by an irresponsible media.
0: Very good summary there, Molly. Thank you. Almost like you had that written down, but I swear she didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Yes, the strides that they have made in the medical industry with concussions are really fascinating and amazing. You got to give it up to these guys for that. Uh, Merrill Hodge, the one who wrote the book Brainwash that we referenced when we were doing our last podcast, he ended up suing his doctor at Chicago when he was at the Bears because he got a concussion and the doctor talked to him on the phone and said he was okay to go back and play. And Merrill Hodge went out and ended up getting another concussion that ended his career. So he ended up suing the doctor for you know that's that's pretty crappy uh, medicine right there you know you're gonna you, you can't physically examine somebody over the phone. And now what the NFL has done is they've really gone head over heels with all this new uh, science with the concussion industry field, whatever you want to call it. And that's why you see guys taken off the field immediately. And then if they are diagnosed with a concussion, they don't go back in. they got to go through therapy. They've got to uh, do all these things before they're able to get back in play. But they found that if you do do this, that if you do give yourself time to heal and go through the therapy, then you can come back just as good as ever. So concussions are no longer a thing that's going to be a long-term detriment to your life. And we have no ideal that if they cause CTE or not. There's no there's no science behind that. I mean, like we said, CTE has been proven to be caused by things such as obesity, inflammation, uh, drug use, and not necessarily drug abuse, just drug use, especially opiates, and some other factors, stress, stuff like that. And CTE has not been shown to cause violence, depression, suicide, any of these things that you relate to a CTE because of the media. So that's basically what we wanted to get out there. I don't it was know. a
1: really dense podcast, and there's so much information. Between the two of us, we had 12 pages of notes and...
0: In small fonts.
1: Small <laughs> font.
0: So, yeah, we just do want to clarify that. Uh, we kind of got called out a little bit about uh, being a little bit irresponsible with the what we were saying about... Uh, head trauma and concussions. And, and it made us realize, oh, we didn't mean to not say that head traumas were not a good thing or not a bad thing or whatever. Uh, you know, we were mainly talking about CTE itself. And I did throw out my theory about there about how, you know, maybe the brain gets better, you know, the more concussions they get, you know, it gets more resilient towards concussions because our bodies are anti-fragile. So why wouldn't the brain be any different? That's just a theory, though. I mean, it's not grounded in anything whatsoever. But yes, what Molly said, I concur.
1: If you have a chance, if you're interested, you want more information, read Brainwashed by Merrill Hodge and Peter Cummings. It was very good. A lot of information there. A really cohesive argument too.
0: Yeah, it was written really well too. It's not like a dense manual on medical journal science or anything like that. You know, it's a real it's actually a really personal story because uh, you know, Merrill Hodge had concussions. He was actually out of the league because of concussions,
1: and he and it affected he was, him
0: for years. Yeah,
1: like two years afterwards, until he got the job at ESPN.
0: I think during even during this time at ESPN, he yeah. was having a difficult. Well, time.
1: the ESPN gig kind of started his rehab because he had to use his brain more.
0: Right, right, and also his son had concussions. So you know, it's it's a personal story, but it's also told from a very objective standpoint. I thought. And it, it brought up a lot of points I had never thought of before. And uh, Merrill Hodge is very adamant with youth sports. And he does not like the attack that's going on with that. So uh, it's, it's it's a great book. It's a good book to read. All right. That's going to wrap it up for
1: us. We always appreciate your comments. So feel free to send them along. We're on Facebook, Twitter at Bucks underscore Observer. You can reach me by email at Molly Bay at Buccaneers dot com or Ralph at Ralph at BuccaneersObserver.com.
0: Just one Ralph.
1: What? Yeah. <laughs> We're on YouTube. You can search for us there. Did I miss any?
0: I'm sure. We, uh, there's too many, too many social media too stuff. too many. Eh? It's hard to keep track of all this stuff. A bunch of old people. <laughs> <laughs> That's how our quarterback's going to be if we get Tom Brady. <laughs> Ready? Chill.
1: To Maybe he'll sign your Walker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll trade Walkers. <laughs> really the get. tennis
1: balls, like swap them, you know, oh, the tennis balls on the bottom. That's
0: awesome. Oh, you know, they got a Shaquille Barrett signed football on NFLShop.com that I want, man. It's a, it's a white one. They've got an official one, too, that's the official football. But I want the white one with the bucket. Man, that thing looks sweet. I want it. Uh, you know what I want? I was actually looking for, Is the reason why I jumped on there, is uh, Shaquille Barrett's Pro Bowl jersey. I think it looks sharp. That the... The, the patch on the side of the sleeves, that gold Buccaneers flag, yeah, it looks sharp. Nowhere to be found. You can't buy them. There's, there's only like five Pro Bowl jerseys. It was like Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, J.J. Watt. Ugh. Yeah. I was like, what? They didn't have Shaq Barrett? Of all people. I know. Sack leader? Come on. Oh, well. A few more years, everybody's going to know his name. Everybody's going to be wearing his jersey. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time.
1: Go Bucks.